Welcome to the Broken Sun. There's still three motorcycles riding around, but you have taken care of the APCs and the reinforcements have not yet arrived. What do all of you do? Well, Crate is going to force his way into the truck with the stuff in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's time. Will the truck fit in the probable cause or are we going to have to do a smash offload? You're going to have to take the stuff off of it. The probable cause is big, but it's not three trucks big or even one. Like, you can load the stuff from the truck onto it, but not the whole truck. All right. Well, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Okay. Um, This is what? A scrap? Or are you just going to use Unstoppable to rip the door off or what? Hell yeah. Yeah, I want to do Unstoppable, like, rip the door off. Is there, like, a driver? Or it's a self-driving car or whatever? No, there's the trucks all have drivers. The drivers are in the in the cab of the okay, truck. Okay, so he's ripping the door off and like pushing the guy out all in one like right. swift motion, like ripping the door off and pushing it, like tossing it at, the, at this person so that then they are falling out of this vehicle as he takes the driver the wheel. Okay. You have taken the front truck and uh did you all have an idea of where you're going to well, we'll figure that out later. You've taken the front truck. It's still running. You can just drive it away if yeah, you want. Yeah, that's, that's that's the point. He's going to drive it to the probable cause now. Yep. Okay. You start driving the truck, and the uh, two motorcycles are coming after you, obviously. The third motorcycle is still uh, in back trying to deal with uh, Augustus, and then the last motorcycle driver is on their feet getting ready to, I don't know, have a fist fight with Augustus. Well, the, which... the point is that this truck is like pushing back so that then, oh, wait, does uh, Slip want to climb into the truck before? Don't worry, there are other trucks. There's two more trucks. Okay, so Crate is going to like drive. This is all part of the plan. And try to get the motorcycle people to follow him so that once he's over the bomb, he can detonate it. <laughs> and Perfect. They can... You know, they'll be right behind him and get the full force of that. That's the plan. And he communicates that to you all. Through random screaming. <laughs> no, he's, wild te gesticulation. He, he's texting and driving, of course. Smart. I'm, I'm sure that okay. they've somehow figured out how to make that safer in the future. I mean, probably not. <laughs> but a lot of cars are self-driving. Oh, well, this one is not. Well, it's like, probably he's like doing voice to talk or voice to text yeah you, you can all communicate with each other it's you know you're in a short range here and the jamming didn't work okay all right motorcycles 
chasing that truck. We'll deal with that later. Those two motorcycles are coming after the truck, which leaves one motorcycle and one motorcycle rider and two truck drivers to uh, to Slip and Augustus. I'm sorry, can you say that again? So there's one motorcycle. There's a motorcycle rider without their motorcycle or shock lance. And then two trucks with drivers. Okay, and I'm under one of the remaining trucks. You know what doesn't make sense is having three separate truck drivers when they could just have one. I think the truck trailers are all attached together. But each trailer has like a person in it, like sitting in it or on the side or inside of it. So it's like each truck has a person on it. So Crate took out the driver of the truck and has the truck, but that means that there are still two people on the truck with Crate leaving. As the truck drives away with its two trailers, like it drives away and then we see an aerial shot and lying in the sand right in between the wheel tracks is uh, Slip. It be me, that Slippy boy. Well, can't can't Mike roll to get Slip to jump onto them? That being said, I do not want to abandon Augustus. I mean, yes, you can abandon Augustus to death. That is oh. that is a choice you can make. <laughs> there's still, you know, there's still two operable motorcycles. Yep. And the only thing standing in the way is human life. Yep. But are they really human anymore? Oh, they're human. Yes, they're they're human people. These are all human people. They work for a bad company. And they do bad things. Human people. But they are people. No, I meant about the fact that their uh, consciousness uploaded into a machine. One could argue that they are no longer people, technically. That's a more philosophical thing than we maybe have time to deal with in this particular scene. But it's worth thinking about. Yes, uh, something I'd love to investigate. Data was a person. I just saw that episode of Star Trek. Data is a person. But that's different because Data was born as an artificially created being. I'm talking about it's somewhat, I think it's somewhat different if one is transferred. This is some Soma shenanigans. Sorry. (laughs) This is Soma, yeah. So what if the dude who lost, uh, the, the individual who lost their motorcycle, is the motorcycle still operable? You know what? Let's do a fortune roll. Okay. Uh, just one die? I, I'm going to do it. Okay. And I'm going to base it on Thetacom's tier, which is one, because that's the level of equipment to which they would have access. Let's do it. All right. This motorcycle is no longer operable. Perfection. My plan uh-uh. is different now. Yeah, I'd say Augustus's uh, manipulation was not as fine-tuned as slips would be, and so it just basically messed up the internals of the motorcycle to the point where you can't really use it. I um turn off the other motorcycles. Okay. Um, you're in a risky position. This would be standard effects, and do your attune. And see, just when I needed it to really, like, really work, I got a three. I have a plan. It's okay. <laughs> okay, then I leave. Oh, what <laughs> happens because I fail? Okay. Yes, that's what we're getting to here. Uh, so Slip stands up and, you know, does their thing where they attempt to uh, use the uh, attuning powers in the sim to disable the motorcycle. Um, but instead, what happens is that the shock lance hits slip in the chest because the motorcycle does not stop and, in fact, accelerates as soon as it has a clear target, which would give you the level three harm. What's the word I wanted to use here? Impaled. But what if I had armor? If you've got space for armor, I would suggest using it now. I pop my armor. 
My armor pills. Okay. I took them this morning. You've activated our trap card. <laughs> I think the lance hits your armor in the chest, and uh, there's an explosive noise, and you are flung backwards into into the ground. You dig up a divot, and uh, there's dust, sand flying up into the sky everywhere. There's little fires. Some of the sand converts into glass from the heat. Um, so you take instead the uh, level one harm. What's the word I want here? Perfectly fine. <laughs> if only. All right, you instead take the level one harm. I guess we'll just go with battered again. I don't have my thesaurus brain on today. I am also very tired. It really do be like that. Uh, Augustus, there is no longer a motorcycle bearing down on you. But there is a person, uh, you know, reloading their fists like uh, Henry Cable does in that shot from the uh, from the Mission Impossible movie he's in. That is one of the hypest things we've ever seen anyone do. Yeah, this person grows a mustache on top of their motorcycle helmet oh, wow. as this happens. It's like yeah. the bad guy from the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> All right, I wasn't going to do it. If anybody asks, I didn't do it, but I have to just shoot this person's face. It's worth a try. I believe in you. You're going to baby crit right now. With my heavy pew pew, and I think I will also push myself. There's also two gambits. Oh. I keep forgetting we have those. I really need I to mean, use them. I mean, if y'all are okay, I might use that gambit. We have two. Yeah, go right ahead. Actually, you can push yourself and use a gambit. Yeah, go crazy. Plus, there's devil's bargains. There's a plethora of options available to you. What does the gambit do again? It just gives you an extra die. Yeah, I think I might do both. I'll push myself and take a gambit. All right, go for it. Do it. Come on, Augustus. Uh, what is my position in? You're still in a desperate position. Actually, no, I think you're in a risky position now because the other motorcycle is gone and this person is just coming at you to throw hands. They don't have like a gun on you or, or a magical, not a magical, a powerful shock lance. They're just coming to, they want to beat you to death. So you're in a risky position and this would be standard effect because they are armored. Baby crit. Hey. Hey. I called it. You got double fives. Okay. So this is like a almost an Indiana Jones moment for Augustus. This person, they, you know, like I said, they cock their sleeves and they're like, I don't know who you are, but you're about to get the beating of a lifetime and it's going to end that life. And they stride towards you and Augustus does. Does a pew pew with the heavy blaster. Oh, the heavy blaster. <laughs> oh, the heavy blaster. Okay, so you blast this person, and um, the blaster knocks them back, and there is a hole in their chest burnt through their armor. Uh, this person's probably dead. Wow. Fortunately, they've got a helmet on, so you don't have to see the life drain from their eyes. And the downside to that is that I am going to tick this Thetacom reinforcements clock again, and they're now at five out of six. Ooh, boys. All this time we're taking means that the reinforcements are almost here. What's going on up in the truck? Oh, well, Crate is driving the truck. <sighs> so how many people outside of the truck are alive that are Crate's enemies? Two. There's two, motor two motorcycles trailing you. Okay. And as you look out at your rear view mirror, not your, your, yeah, your window. Side mirror. mirror the one, yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. The side mirror. You see that there is one person climbing up the side of the truck towards you. They're climbing up from the second trailer uh, towards you using their handholds to come up towards the driver's side door. They look like they're heavily armed and armored. Yeah. No sign know. of where the third person is. Okay. Where the last person is on top of the truck. 
Can Crate um, call Terry in to say that I have the, like, I have the truck. There's some people, some flies still stuck on. <laughs> Sorry, I sneezed. Um, That's all right. Gesundheit. Thank you. Time to unload this sucker. And um, he's going to detonate the basketball bomb to get rid of the two people behind him. Sure, let's give that At a try. Least. Do I have to roll to detonate that? Probably. Yeah, I think that's going to be rig to see if it's in the right position and working properly with your detonator. Okay, risky. Standard. It's a four. Hey, it's a mixed bag. Okay. So one person? Well, let's see here. So the um, the basketball has, perhaps surprisingly, but probably not, uh, rolled out of position amidst the gunfight and explosions that have been going on. So when you detonate it, thinking that it will be directly between the motor- two motorcycles, it is instead closer to one, but not close enough to the other. So one of the motorcycles goes flying off, uh, you know, does a Team Rocket style, ding, into the sky, because it is just a motorcycle and it, that did get a bomb. Uh, the other motorcycle swerves around the blast radius and accelerates, coming up towards you on the driver's side. So now there's the motorcycle and one of the guards clinging to the side of the truck on the driver's side. The downside here of this being a four is that the windshield in front of you breaks open because there is a person, the last one, on top of the cab, and they have just fired a gun into the uh, into the window here. So the windscreen is gone. You've been sort of showered with glass and you are now in a desperate position because there's one person right in front of you with a gun in the truck and there's two more people coming up on you. Augustus and Slip. Greetings. Um, You got one motorcycle person left. So what I do is I, um, apropos of nothing, I shoot them. Okay. So that's usually just scrap. You are in, did you leave off in risky or desperate? You were risky still, right? Just risky. No XP for me. Okay. So risky standard in this case. Um, what, what is your gun? It is, it's like a, a holdout pistol. It's just super small. Okay. Uh, it's risky limited then. Alrighty. Cause they are armored. But what if I declared that it was actually really big? <laughs> you can push yourself for extra effect. Then, or spend a gambit instead of paying any stress costs using your ability the way. Yeah, I'm just going to do that. Give him a good old shoe sting. Okay. So then in that case, it'll be uh, Risky Standard, our old friend. Uh, it's a 4-4, four, four, but it's a zero die, so I take 4. Yeah. Out of 4 and 4, you take the lowest result, which is 4. Okay. Uh, so you you shoot them with your with your holdout pistol. And the uh, the bullet, the projectile, hits them in the side of the helmet, causing them to swerve off course. So they don't uh, they don't lance you with their shock lance, and they aren't able to shoot you with their bullets. Uh, they are knocked down from their motorcycle, but their motorcycle continues on its skidding trajectory and just takes you out by the legs. It sweeps your legs. You fall face first onto the motorcycle as it sweeps under you. Oh, good. It's going to be the uh, level one harm bruised. And that is both my level ones filled. Sure is. 
Augustus, what you want to do? I mean, we, we got to get out of here. So I think once again, I may be forced to commit murder. You could. You don't have to. You don't have to kill all these people. I'm just being thorough. I'm just rolling with the choices y'all are making. How far? I Well, no, they, don't have, they have the last working motorcycle, though. Uh, yeah, the last working motorcycle is chasing the truck. The truck is getting further and further away. But the one that just uh, knocked down Slip is still working? Maybe, probably. But there's a person on it. No, they fell off. Oh. They fell off, their helmets cracked, and of course, uh, because this is a cool story, that person stands up and a uh, a shard of their motorcycle helmet falls off and you see their face underneath. Hell yeah. Bloodied but not broken. A single fierce eye as they reach to their belt and draw out their own pistol. Love it. Uh, I mean, now it's self-defense. <laughs> Greedo over here is thinking they can shoot first. Well, do what you gotta do. Give them the poppums. Yes. Um, but you always have push yourself and doubles bargain. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'll push myself again. Because otherwise, unless I can, like, assist, skip, skip, oh my gosh, sorry, flight risk, assist, slip onto the motorcycle and just drive off. That's an option. We could do that. We could just leave. Quick, okay, someone yeah. do your best Kyle impression. Can you be more specific? <laughs> he, he, okay, he yeah, I think skip. I will then just uh, help load slip onto the motorcycle with myself and just drive off. Okay, what are you doing to avoid getting shot while this happens? Crying? Oh, that's, that's right, he does have a pew-pew. You have, you know, you could maybe make a plea or an argument or something or an insult that might debilitate them for a moment, at least. Yeah, I'll, I will try to, I'll leave some parting words that will debilitate them so as not to shoot us. Okay, give me a, give me a sway then. They've drawn a gun. Uh, you're in a desperate position. Hopefully this will be standard effect. They're all head up. They're in a highly emotional state. Is this standard effect? Yeah. I'll push myself for this. Oof. Glad I did. Okay. You got a five there. What do you say? You do know that you're the smallest cog in this huge machine and that even after you and your compatriots have all been blown to bits, you're still not getting that promotion. They sputter and start trying to fire their gun at you, but uh, you and Slip get on the motorcycle and drive away. That's what we do, baby. You mean drive? You did roll a five, though, so um, reinforcements are here. But no, they're not, actually. I disbelieve. Yeah, you disbelieve? I roll to disbelieve. The reinforcements are here, but they're not on top of you. They are in this area. Can they drive to crate now? I assume that's what they're doing. Yes, we are absolutely... Vamoosing. Okay, Crate, you are still being pursued by a motorcycle. You're in a desperate position because there's another person uh, climbing towards you down the side of the truck, and there's someone on top of the cab with a gun that they've just used to shatter your windscreen. Okay, so Crate uh, looks in his uh, mirror, different mirrors, and is able to see that uh, his compatriots are coming up behind him with a... on a motorcycle, and this fills him with determination. Pause there for laughs, and um, or groans, it depends. And then he decides that he's going to swerve the truck a lot to try to get these people off of, like, make it so that they can't hold on anymore to the truck. Do a barrel roll. Okay. 
Yeah, do, this is that doesn't work. Probably helm. This, okay. Yeah, you're doing a drive. I don't have helm, but I'll try. You can push yourself. There's devil's bargain. What would the devil's bargain be? Uh, the devil's bargain. You can get an extra die, but you will lose one of the three trailers. Mm, I think crate can can live with that. So I just add a bonus die. Yep. It's going to be desperate. Desperate standard. What? <laughs> no, it was a one. It was a one. And just when things were looking up. Okay. So, Crate attempts to do some fancy driving. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, barrel like he saw mm-hmm. in the movie, uh, you know, Swift and Sour 35. Uh, <laughs> Swift starring... and Sour. Swift and Sour sounds like the crossover know. between Fast and Furious and Rush Hour. <laughs> there we go. Maybe it is. Um, unfortunately, as uh, as he is doing this, the third trailer kind of jackknifes, and it doesn't jackknife in the direction to knock down the motorcycle that is pursuing him. Uh, instead, it jackknifes in the other direction, and it snaps off and goes tumbling into... It looks like to you it tumbles into the desert and then disappears. Uh, in the reality, outside of the sim, it slams into a building and cracks open, and things start, you know, spilling out of it. Um, so that's from the Devil's Bargain, and that in turn pulls the other two trailers around and causes the truck itself to jackknife. The people on it stay on it, and the motorcycle gets a lot closer. And the truck's engine has stopped running. So through all of this, they didn't have the opportunity to shoot you. But the truck has stopped moving. There's three people here. Slip and Augustus are on the way. And you can see the reinforcements in the background. One of the trailers has broken open. <laughs> but if I do recall, he had called uh, our friend Terry that he was coming and to come meet them so yeah so terry is probably on the way as well if you summoned terry from the uh from the meeting point to where you are now then terry's on the way okay did you show that meat what for i'm going to destroy all of the enemy meat Hmm. enemy meat Mm. the hit sequel to enemy mine (laughs) yeah exactly Okay. All right. No, it's fine. What's the plan? Oh my god, everything has gone wrong. We are so messed up. Holy biscuits, Batman. Yeah. Not everything has gone wrong. The majority of things that could have gone wrong. Clearly the only option now is to shoot everyone in the head so there's no witnesses. It's not the only option. We can cut and run and then just completely detriment our relationship with the junkyard again. Uh. Then we might be shot in the head. Uh, we've established before, just as a brief reminder, that Slip can make portals. That is true. I can do that, but I've never done it on this scale. Slip can make the slips? I constantly make the slips. I was I was yeah. thinking more like making a portal. Portal. You don't done. have to necessarily move everything. but Move uh, the people you know. away from us. I mean, Terry's coming. Reinforcements are coming. You still got three guards. The truck has stopped. The engine won't start. Yeah. But maybe you can fix that. Maybe you can get moving again. You got options. Now, am I within um, mind touch range of the truck? 
I don't see why not. It stopped moving and you didn't. Um, I'd like to mind touch, fix it, make feel better, truck, yes. You're going to try and convince the truck to move again. That is what I'm going to do. You know, communicate with the machine spirit, Omnisci, all that, man. Just walk it off. Okay. Walk it off, Giff. Feel better. You are not currently a target, so your position is risky. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll just say it's risky standard. I'm fine with that. I like the picture slip just rubbing the truck and going, sana, sana, culito de rana. Frog, but feel better. That's a four. <laughs> That's a four. All right. You are able to reach out and the truck roars to life. Uh, it doesn't roar to life. I mean, it's, it's all electric up here, but it makes that ghost noise that electric trucks make. That... I don't like that. <laughs> that no. was really spooky. I wasn't ready. It's the sound electric. Does it? Does the? It's the sound a lot of electric cars make. Does the truck want to tell Slip it wants to go fast? (laughs) The truck is actually very tired. Mm. The truck wants to go, but uh, in doing that, you are also noticed. So that is putting you and Augustus into a desperate situation as the motorcycle circles around and starts heading back towards you, assuming that the two people on the truck are going to be enough to deal with crate. Mm. Nah, crates mostly meat. Didn't we talk about the fact that he was half dark meat, half light meat? You did say that earlier, but I don't know what it means. It just sounds like a hard thing to say. You know, it's like how there's the gray Jedi. That believes They walk the balance line between the light and the dark. Yeah, he's the gray meat. Crates the Bendu, the one in the middle. (laughs) The Qui-Gon Jinn, as it were. He's the meat bender. He'll bring peace to the food pyramid. Heavy on the gin, <laughs> light on the Qui-Gon. Uh, uh, okay. Breathe in, breathe out. Uh, okay, so he's going to try to shoot people, the, particularly the people that want to shoot him on the truck. Yep. With his blaster. I can still use the blaster, right? It's not a single-use item, right? Is it? No, you can still, you can still use it. You have it. Okay. It's still there. You still have three guns. <laughs> I still have three guns, yeah. You got a lot of guns. That That's crate. Crate has a lot of guns, Jones. <laughs> okay. A crate full. <laughs> e. Okay, so scramble, scramble, scramble. All right, so you're scrambling. You're in a desperate position. Uh, standard effect. Mark my prowess again. Yep. Yeah, getting them points. Risky, or no. No, desperate. Standard. We could go for some unqualified <gasps> successes right about now. We did! We got a six! Okay. Uh, all right, so you get a gambit back, and you mark experience. Wait, do you get gambits back on? I don't care. You get a gambit back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all right, so there's a gambit back. You uh, mark experience on prowess, and you do what you wanted to do. So what happens? He goes, pew, pew, or good boy, good boy, slap, slap. Yeah. And um, both of the people that are coming up to kill him are killed instead. Okay. So uh, those people tumble from the truck, having been uh, defeated in the perhaps most humiliating way uh, they could have been in this moment. It's like being rested in Smash. It's pretty bad. <laughs> The truck is ready to move again, and the motorcycle is heading back towards Augustus and Slip. I don't know if this means if Crate 
like waits for them or if he's going to keep on going to Terry. I don't know. Um, He's going to message them and be like, I think that other uh, motorcycle is coming your way, but I took care of the two fleas that were on me. Should I continue to the ship? Keep getting the move on. I, I have a plan. Roger, Roger. Sir. And he starts driving back to where Terry is. Okay. So you're on the move. Yeah. Augustus Slip, you've got a motorcycle coming back towards you, and that motorcycle's got their shock lance out and their gun firing. What if I... What do you do? Um, Use the portal to drop the motorcycle on the reinforcements. You could certainly give that a try. It sounds like fun. Yeah, I think that's fun and ridiculous, and that's exactly what I play this for. Okay. I think... Sorry, were you in a desperate position when I left you last? Sure was. Okay, desperate, but I think the effect on this is going to be great. So let's give it a try. Hot okay. caca. Big mounds of caca. It was a three. Not, uh, a three. not ideal. It was a three and a two, everyone. Not ideal. Yeah, not, not ideal. <sighs> okay. Uh, you open a portal. I do that. The motorcycle falls into the portal. Excellent. Yeah, so that happens. The motorcycle is out of the way. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. Where you aim to reopen the portal, uh, it, it doesn't quite go where you want. Something about the speed at which you're going, and who's driving the motorcycle? Augustus. It's you, right? That was Augustus? Okay. Uh, something about the speed at which you're going and the you know erratic movements of the motorcycle and everything going on around you and trying to avoid the, uh, the debris from everywhere just messes with your mental calculations and the portal ends up opens up instead uh above you good okay so the motorcycle lands and it doesn't land on top of you no instead the motorcycle lands perfectly right behind you so that the rear wheel of that motorcycle which is facing backwards and the real wheel of your motorcycle which is facing forwards just have the slightest kiss we touched butts. Okay. We touched butts. <laughs> the motorcycles had a moon landing. And this causes the two motorcycles to sort of go up together. And you and Augustus and the person on the other motorcycle are all slammed into each other as the motorcycles flip backwards around you. And so you are all flopping around. It's not great. You're both going to take level two harm broken something something's probably going to break in your body something's broken is a great name for the harm you can of course attempt to resist the harm i know you're both uh high on stress sure can't so it's time to be hurt okay you are hurt what's broken on slip uh clavicle great choose the worst one <laughs> okay so slip uh you are thrown away from the motorcycle you land on top of the broken third trailer and there's a snap. It's uh, it's gross. What happens to Augustus? Are you going to try and resist this, or are you just going to... Something breaks. If I resist, I could end up with stress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't take any stress. You could end up with I will break anywhere a thing. from zero to five. Break a thing? Okay, what breaks on Augustus? Wrist. Okay, so put those into your harm tracks there on level two. You both are sort of tangled together as you land on top of the broken trailer um, with the content starting to spill out. It looks like some of the chassis in there are broken, but not all of them. Uh, the other motorcycle person, they lie on the ground for a while after skidding across the ground, 
uh, in the desert. And then after about a solid 30 seconds, they start to stand up. The reinforcements are nearly here. They're approaching. You can see them. Like you can see the people in the APCs in the front of it. And there's a few more motorcycles coming as well. Uh, what do you do? I open a portal to the um, previous rendezvous coordinates and try to squeeze in Augustus, myself, and the truck. Ambitious. I like it. Extremely. Okay. Uh, you're in a desperate position. I think the effect on this will also be great if it works. I'm going to push myself for a die and spend the last gambit if that's okay with everyone. Yeah. Go big or go home. Okay. Go for it. Two bonus dice. That's a six. You got a six. Okay. E. So mark your experience as well. Don't forget. We're going to gambit back. What does this look like? Seeing the absolute desperation of the situation that we are in when we are so close to being secure, uh, Slip grabs Augustus's hand and then puts their hand on the truck and the ground underneath them starts to ripple and then lose focus and we get that like glitchy, multicolored pattern that's almost prismatic and there's a there's a very big flash of light. You see like that glitchy pattern spread out in a, in a, like a shock wave and like building like, the, the desert around us gets distorted. And so we can see like buildings glitching in to the desert and everything is um, like almost completely dissolves this, uh, this localized simulation projection. And then they're just gone. Okay. We cut to uh, the previous rendezvous point and the, trailer with the U2 on it sort of falls a couple of feet thump, crash no serious further damage but uh you are now there you're back out of the sim because you're not in that rolling sim thing that uh that the uh the lad truck has and you're here you're safe for the moment what do you two say if anything <sighs> i think i might die if i try to do that again augustus is just doing that peter griffin thing with the wrist uh... Okay, great. You receive a message from Terry. Yes. I am still on my way to meet you. However, it would be in our best interest if you disabled the tracking device that is in your truck. Otherwise, they will be able to tell where you're going. Where is the tracking device? In the truck. Where in the truck? Allow me to access some schematics. <laughs> Let's see here. It should be on your dash. And uh, Terry sends you a location to, uh, there's like a dongle that's attached to uh, the underside of the dashboard. Okay, so can Crate grab it and smash without? You can smash it, you can try to disable it with rig, you can try to hack it. Oh no, Crate will smash. Okay, so I think that's going to be a risky move because you are also driving while this is happening and smashing it may not fully disable it, we'll see. And uh, standard effect. So scrap. Yeah. Because him is smash. I'm so tired. I'm not using verbs. Why use many word when few do trick? <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of Kevin. <laughs> okay, so it was risky. Sorry. Risky standard. Yeah. Smash. So you smash the transponder. It appears to be fully disabled. I'm just going to take a clock over here. Just don't mind me. Do, yeah, yeah, nothing there. Nothing important going on over here as I... Yep. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Is it no long? Is the signal not going through anymore? Yes. I can't detect it. If so, do you want me to meet with you, or should we both return to the rendezvous point? To the rendezvous point, because he would be able to see that they disappeared, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's just cut back to the rendezvous point. You escape. You have completed your mission. Once, for once, we've done it. Like, I imagine that once we're all there, like, confetti starts falling and balloons, and it goes, <laughs> that, was, Hooray. That, was, that was my best impression of a party thing. I think it was great. Okay, let me just flip to the end of mission stuff here. Okay. After finishing a job, succeed or fail, the crew regroups, recovers, and prepares for the next job. This phase of the game is called downtime. So you've been, with the help of the Terry bodies, unloading all of the uh, truck trailers into the probable cause at the rendezvous point, presumably before you go anywhere else. Yep. Just in case the trucks are still transmitting anything. You deliver it to the junkyard successfully, and they give you six cred. Heck yeah. That's a good windfall, I, I think. I warned the junkyard that there might be transponders on various chassis as well. Uh, yeah, they said, yeah, we know. Okay. This ain't our first rodeo. Just, yeah. This goes, uh, this goes some ways, I think, towards making up for the last one. I'm happy to hear it. That's why we wanted to get a rush order done on this job. All right. I'll see you later. All the best. So, do, do, do cred. Where are we going to put your cred here? Got to do maintenance after that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get all that done. So, you've got six cred. I don't know if you can... I mean, you can probably split it up to each. Or if you want to put some in your stash, up to you. What do you want to do with that? Um, what was uh, Crate's mercenary fee? Uh, I think Crate is being brought on as a contractor with the understanding that he will be paid. Yeah. For this job. So probably the two cred. Okay. Pay it's, out the it, two cred. It sounds fair to him. Two cred to Augustus. Honeys. And then I'll pay the maintenance. Okay. So uh, upkeep is two cred. So you're paying that then? Okay. Yep. And we're not going to skip that. Good. Heat. Lots of that. <laughs> you were in the inner systems this time. So we're, at least we're starting from zero. After a job or conflict with an opponent, your crew takes heat according to how the job played out. I am going to say this is probably four heat to start with, loud and chaotic, high oh, exposure. Yeah. Just very, very rough. Okay. Actions that garner additional heat or attention from the law add the following. High profile or well-connected target, public use of artifacts, mm. killing of hegemonic citizens, massive property damage, illegal weapons use. All right, so we're up to six. Damaging a hyperspace lane or system gate, no. High-profile or well-connected target. This is tricky because Thetacom is not high-profile. But LAD is. But LAD is. Why don't we average them? Like, Well, it's just one heat either way. I'd say, if, yeah. If we go with that one. Okay. Uh, in that case, you are at seven heat in the inner systems, in the inner layers. That's what we like. One more heat there, and uh, you become wanted. That's. I mean, I'm already a wanted commodity, so... Yeah. All right, so your current standings, you have zero heat in the core, seven heat in the inner layers, five heat in the middle layers, and six heat in the outer layers. Join us Earth. next time on Stories of a Broken Sun, where characters take no jobs and lay low. <laughs>
Well, uh, okay. Entanglements. <laughs> We're going to roll for our entanglements. Entanglement, using the list below. Find the column matches through current one level. Still one of zero. Roll a die. Let's see how entangled we are. It's a two. Mm, we just had that one. I don't want to do that one again. Although, hmm. I'm going to put a twist on that one because we already had this one and it was, you know, we already dealt with it. Um, so instead, the entanglement here is going to be something that I will figure out for the next session. Okie dokie. Uh, we'll deal with it later. Okay. And what's next? Downtime. Downtime activities. Each of you gets two downtime activities. Augustus has an extra one for acquiring assets, as I recall. So what do you all wish to do for, with your downtime? I want to dodge my vice. All right, do it. All right. So are you indulging your vice with anyone with anyone else? Like, are you bringing a friend or contact with you? I think um, I had been ghosting YOLO Swaggins. Right. And so I actually go and hang out with him for once. Okay. And uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. What do the two of you do together? We we go to a his favorite saloon, which he is both owner and proprietor of, under an assumed name, <laughs> and it is literally just the two of us in a like novelty saloon. Okay, uh, so add another die for that. Okay, that's a lot you better. Six stress. Very nice. Uh, what is your first downtime op- uh, auction? <laughs> Downtime action crate. Oh, crate gets to do downtime? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, crate's part of the crew for now. Crate may never leave the crew. We don't know. Uh, it, would, it would probably be good to indulge his vice. Okay. Which is fun because he gets to go to have a Pokemon or the Satchel Folk battle. Okay. Crate goes to have a Satchel Folk battle. His opponent is like a teenage teenage boy. Let's see how he does. Roll that vice. Indulge vice. Yay. Four. All right. Clear four stress. He does pretty well against the teenage boy. He defeats most of their satchel folk, much of the satchel folk, and is able to maintain his current standing in the official satchel folk league. I would like to indulge my vice as well. Okay. What are you doing this time? You will not have heard back from, uh, from your contact on that thing yet so it'll be something else for that i think haven't heard back from naomi yet i've got a clock going for her i will do the uh the little like wrist exercises the that are supposed to help when you like kind of rotate around holding like small weighted items like whatever i had to do when i broke mine is this is this recover or indulge vice that you're doing uh it's indulge if you're vice. recover then that makes it's sense. just like pouting and looking at my stuff think about the other oh, okay. stuff i want are you pouting with anyone's company or just on your own you know what i will pout with ishtar i'll be like you know this is some cool stuff but if you get your act together we could have cooler stuff all right i think ishtar is a little cold to you at first because of that job that uh that they wanted you to do that you didn't do but uh they're still willing to hang out with you and you know shoot the breeze so add an additional die to your indulge vice that was on her she had followed the plan. Everything would have been cool. Okay. So clear three stress. Did that roll your additional die as well? Did it? It just says 1d6. So I think you need to roll another one. 
That's where to put the bonuses. Oh, no. Okay, no, that's right. Because you're, it's rolling your prowess. So instead of zero dice, you get one dice. Okay. So clear three stress. Uh, slip, what's your second downtime activity? Oh, you know, healing. Recovery. Okay. Unfortunately, your crew's doctor isn't around. That's truly unfortunate. But you can uh, get a tier one doctor to help you out. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So you roll 1d6, and we will see the result there. It's a three. Okay. So on a three, you clear all level one harm, and you put one more tick in your healing clock to address your higher level harm. All right. That's one out of six. I'm sorry, did you get a... Sorry, I should have asked. Did you get a crew contact to help you with your recovery? Uh, nope, just went for it. Okay. Stitch. Okay. What is your second activity? Uh, crate. Hmm. You know, the problem is this cheat sheet. I Maybe I've mentioned it before. Maybe I need to make a downtime cheat sheet because this doesn't cover cheat. Uh, downtime. Uh, uh, so you've got acquire an asset, craft, indulge vice, lay low, work on a long-term project, recover, repair, or train. I think that it would um, benefit Crate to train. Okay. The training facilities that you have aboard the Probable Cause are... What are they? I thought you had training facilities. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't need a training upgrade because I don't think you have a training upgrade right now to add an extra XP. So you mark one XP on the XP track for an attribute or a playbook advancement. Take a moment to tell everyone what this training looks like or what you are doing to sharpen these specific skills. Um, Crate is training his prowess. Basically, he's going through a lot of like uh, driving simulations. Um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he was a little shaken up by the truck jackknifing twice, the back and right. the front. So, um, I think that he kind of realized like, oh, I might be a strong, tough guy, but piloting, uh, machinery will negate that. Okay. So you mark, uh, one point on your prowess training track. Mm-hmm. And I I misspoke. You do have an insight training facility in your in your ship, the probable cause. So you get a bonus if you're training insight. All right. Augustus, what's your next downtime action? I'll recover. Okay. Are you getting anyone's assistance in your recovery? Yes, I will try to find a doctor. Do you have a doc does the crew have a doctor contact? Uh no. Okay. I don't think any of you have a doctor contact. Not just CD. Yeah, CD was the doctor. Um, I mean, it's possible you could get uh, help from someone else, but you just need to tell me how they're helping you recover. Maybe they can take you to a doctor that they know, or maybe they have some uh, one weird trick to healing a broken wrist. Doctors hate them. Maybe I'll bother Ishtar again. I'm sure the cold has healers of a type. Okay, so Ishtar takes you to a healer after noticing that your wrist is broken. And uh, so clear your run over your level one harm and then roll uh, 2d6 and we'll look at the highest result. Slash roll space 2d6. Okay, 
106. So in that case, you fill five segments of your healing track, the red one below there. Very good. Insert air horn. Now, do you have something you want to do with acquire asset at this time? Yes, I would like to look into opening a casino, which I guess would just require me buying uh, a building first. I think that's a long-term project. So acquire asset is gain temporary use of an asset. Oh. So basically, if you want something to help you out with one mission or something, you can get a contractor, a ground vehicle, or a legal ship module, one special item or a set of common items, or a service. So these are things that you can acquire for your next mission or for the downtime. Can Slip... Does Slip know you're doing this? Because Slip has an idea. Honestly, yeah, I think I would pitch it as just a general like source of revenue for the crew. Well, if we take that uh, that smuggling up with the resistance, we could benefit from a fake transponder, maybe something municipal government or maintenance vehicle with a lot of clearance, even police. That's actually yeah, that's really good. I think I may try to procure like some kind of maintenance van. Okay, or even just a transponder for the cause. But either or, yeah, like it'd be yeah. great if we could use this, a maintenance vehicle to smuggle it. Okay. So roll your crew quality. That's 1d6. And uh, you're getting slips help with this. So roll 2d6. Hey. Blast and damnation. Okay. Well, you know, uh, you, you, you get the maintenance truck. It's just not very good. Uh, it's old. It's battered. Some of the paint is peeling off, but it does still have. Uh, it does still have those codes that you would need for maintenance. It's just if anyone looks at it a little too closely or closely at all, they'll know that it's probably one that was literally junked and somebody has tinkered with it to get it moving again. But it's like, this is a clunker. This is a lemon. It could break down at any moment. Excellent. All we really need is the codes. The codes would be tied to this device. So like, maybe you can carry it in the probable cause or you could get it out at the last minute or something. You know, it's it's not something it doesn't look super reliable, but it's, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's more it's more um it's more help than we had. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. That's it, I believe. Uh yeah, downtime activities. End of session XP. Right. We have to ask your, ourselves our questions for the end of session. Okay. At the end of each session, for each item below, mark one experience in your playbook or an attribute, or two experience if that occur item occurred multiple times. Augustus, you addressed a tough challenge with deception or influence. Uh, I don't think that happened in this particular No, that wasn't really tough. All right. Uh, you expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I did telework and stuff to go eat cake, basically. Okay. Mark an experience. You struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. Not really. Okay. 1xp, not bad. Next up, Crate Jones. Crate definitely addressed a tough challenge with force or threats. I think that's fair. You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I believe that this is true because he definitely comes off as military and also the satchel folk. Okay. Um, 
So mark an XP for that. Yes, but I would not say that he really struggled. This was definitely a military operation. Yeah, he definitely struggled with an issue. Yeah, he didn't. So just two. Okay. Not too shabby. Anything else? Uh, would you say that I addressed a tough challenge with wisdom or the way? Oh, sorry, I got to pull open yours. I think you did. Uh, you definitely used the way to address the challenge of figuring out how to get that third truck uh, trailer back. So that would uh, that would make sense there. Is that worth two or just the one you think? Uh, multiple times, I think two because you did use you addressed challenges with the way a couple of times. You did it with the APC. Uh, you did it with the with the portals, and you attempted to do it with a portal another time, even if it didn't work out. Coolio. You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Don't really think that came up this time around. Okay. You struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. Again, I don't really think that came up. Okay. All right. How are you all feeling? Uh, much better than the previous session. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, you succeeded at your mission, and nobody uh, on your side died, so there's that. Yeah. I, lots lots of dead bodies this time. The bodies did hit the floor, <laughs> or the, the sand in this case. Blood on the Sand, 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand is the title of this mission. At least we didn't get shot uh, a bunch of right. times like 50 Cent. <laughs> Any concerns that you have with how this session went in terms of how it was run or how it was played? Anything you feel needs to be addressed? I, I need to nail down Crate's voice. I feel like I started fluctuating. And that was it. <laughs> okay. Anything from you, Mike, or Velvet? Uh, nothing. I'm fine. No, it was all good. Okay. Good then. And I don't think we had any issues with addressing our lines and veils. So, success. Awesome. All right. Thank you for joining us today on Stories of a Broken Sun. Hopefully we will be back in action soon with uh, our next few chapters. We're at about the midway point of this season, I believe. Possibly could have been a little bit further along if they'd taken that other job, but we'll see. And oh. I have been Matt or Arp. I am your friendly guide here on Stories of a Broken Sun. You can find me at uh, Ycaliber on Twitter or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. And yeah, we've got merchandise available on TeePublic, and you can also get merchandise from us on Redbubble now. So if you want any of the more esoteric items that they have available, any of the cool patterns that we've come up with there, take a look and see if you're interested. We can always use the support, and I think they're pretty cool looking things. Gumboy and Satchel folk merch coming soon. So hopefully soon. Today I was joined by Keekers. Yes, I am Keekers. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and various other websites as Be a Space Cat. I played Crate Jones instead of CD uh, this time, the lovable meat muscle man uh, mm -hmm. and satchel folk enthusiast. <laughs> and um, our, our good, good uh, substitute boy. I'm also joined by Michael Blood. Yes, everyone. I have been Michael Blood. I play Slip on the Specters of a Broken Sun Season 2 podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood and various other websites, and I hope that you've enjoyed. Thank you very much. And finally, I am joined by Velvet. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet Divine. Though I'm playing Augustus, I normally play Maeve, the Mother of Monsters. And if you 
would like to hear more of Arp and myself, you can check out Flight Risk at Flight Risk Pod, where uh, you can see the unofficially titled Anarchy and Quay's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have an excellent evening. And until next time, all the best. Space Squids. Space Squids. Space Squids. And of course, never forget the joy of Gumboy. Gumboy. Gumboy, Gumboy. Gumboy.